Have you ever wondered how your sales performance compares against your competitors and peers? The B2B Sales Benchmark Report provides the definitive guide to what success looks like in 2021. See how you compare in terms of win rate, sales cycle, average deal value, relationships, and engagement. You can see the results and get the full report at ebster.com forward slash B2B dash sales dash benchmarks. I obviously love data. I love analysis. I love the insights that you can come to. But the part that really makes this role a reason why I get up in the morning is the people that I support when I have good insight, I can't wait to go tell them about it and how it's going to help their business. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales ops onto the show to deconstruct the what, why, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by EBSA, a revenue intelligence platform used to identify risk in the pipeline and score customer engagement, and is sponsored by the Global Sales Operations Association and the UK Revenue Operations Network. Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. Today, we're joined by Samantha Jovwick, who's currently a Senior Sales Operations Manager at Adobe. Samantha, welcome to the show. Hi, Tom. Nice to be here. So it's an absolute other thing. It's an absolute pleasure having you on, Samantha. And what I'd like to, to touch upon in the interview is your experience of sales ops at a, a larger corporation, because as I mentioned, the, the majority of the guests we have on here are, norm- are typically from smaller companies. So I always relish the opportunity to talk to the, the big enterprise sales ops people. So we'll, we'll dig into that. But first, it would be great to know more about how you, how and why you came into sales ops in the first place. Uh, that's a great question. Um, I was actually thinking about this last night and it's really interesting. I actually feel like I kind of tripped and fell into sales ops. Um, in school, I was really, really interested in economics and the influence that people can have on analytics. So my passion for math and my passion for people came to one. And so that's the route that I thought that I would take. And then I got recruited by Adobe uh, for sales operations. And during my journey here, it uh, made me realize the sales operations is the perfect place where analytics and people converge to drive business. And it's been really great. That's a great definition of sales ops. We've had, we get quite a few <laughs> on this program, but it's where people and analytics converge to drive business. To drive business. You need that part as well, don't you? Um, yes. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and, and so, so then when, when Adobe did recruit you, you knew before that that you wanted to go into sales ops. Um, before that, I actually was recruited by a smaller company, Amar Sports. Um, they are a sporting goods company 
for Salomon, Atomic Armada, et cetera. I thought I wanted to do marketing. I wasn't quite sure. <laughs> and they looked at my resume and called me up and were like, we actually think you would do sales operations. So I wasn't quite convinced sales ops was the path for me until probably a year into my career at Adobe. And I just realized more and more that I am extremely passionate about what I do. And it is sales operations that's the route for me. And which part of the of the role do you, are you so passionate about? Is it the people side or the analytics side? Um, it's both. I definitely feel like my relationships are what make this the role for me. Um, I obviously love data. I love analysis. I love the insights that you can come to. But the part that really makes this role a reason why I get up in the morning is the people that I support when I have good insight, I can't wait to go tell them about it and how it's going to help their business. And so I would say that that's the part that makes me most passionate. I don't think I would be happy if I was just, you know, sitting behind the computer, cranking out numbers every day. Like that, that isn't what makes me passionate. But I also don't think I could just talk all day and not have data to back up what I'm saying. So this this makes total sense to me. So you the joy comes when you use the data skills, and then you are able to present that data in a way that it helps the sales team, and therefore helps move the the business forward. Exactly, I would That's say that my ro- the description of my role that brings me the most joy is being a strategic business partner. Strategic business partner. Awesome. Now, can you uh, break down a little bit um, about your role in Adobe? Uh, it, like, I, I assume that you're, you're, you're aligned with some function of the business. And then within that, how many reps are you working with and how many other people are there in the sales ops function if there are any other people? Yeah, so we have, on our team, we have several different sales operations managers and we each align to our own area of the business. And I would call us within the broader sales operations team, we are kind of a jack of all trades. So we work with a lot of the internal sales ops, but we are the we customer face with the sales team. So we directly interact with them and directly support them. And we do everything from um, go-to-market planning, helping to implement that. How are we going to structure the sales teams to meet and drive business goals? And then throughout the year, um, what are our teams struggling with? Recognizing that, recognizing what we can do to help them and looking forward into trends, um, which is another part that's great about this role is it's never one thing. You know, One day you could be dealing with product marketing. The next day you're dealing with um, finance and our compensation team and trying to you know, do everything you can to help the sales teams to drive their business. Sure. On those relationships with people, do you have any mm-hmm. anything to share or any tips for the audience on generating solid, trustworthy relationships with sales reps? Um, yeah, actually, I do. Um, and it hit me maybe two years ago. And it's such a small conversation that I'll never forget it. Uh, it's when I was first uh, promoted to senior and I started supporting my first SVP. And I was terrified absolutely terrified. I was like, I have to do my best work. And it was the first time I was ever at a quarterly business review by myself. Because normally we have a bunch of different SVPs that have their teams in one city. 
I, everyone else was on the West Coast and this one uh, business meeting was on the East Coast. So I was by myself and, uh, you know, we were in the office late working on a presentation and all of us were walking to dinner afterwards and he's telling me about his career and this, you know, he's had an amazing career, but he tells me about how in his 20s he went and um, he knew he wanted to be in sales and he decided to go take a role as a deal desk analyst. He said that was the most important thing I did because I knew what I wanted to do, but I knew that I needed to know more about the business to be able to succeed in that. And I, I mean, I think about it almost every day. And I think that's what makes my team specifically trust me is that I constantly try and put myself in their shoes and see, you know, how would they see this through their eyes? And if I do that, I feel like I can convince them of what they want to do. I'm not telling them that this is going to get them where they want to go. They're like, oh, she understands what we want. So does that mean... really important. Like, for sure, I think it, taking the perspective of, of others is a incredibly important life skill. But Samantha, does that mean that you're going to be taking a role or a short role in sales at some point? Um, yes, I think that is a critical thing for me to do. Mm. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready to do it yet, <laughs> but I will definitely, at least for a six-month stint, I think it's really important. Um for leaders in any industry to have a broader knowledge of what they're supporting as well as, you know, what we do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, makes total sense. Can I ask about forecasting for 2021? Um, How, like, is that process ongoing? Has it already happened? And what were the challenges of doing that? I mean... It's definitely a challenge um, going into 2021, but from my perspective, you know, not necessarily speaking of the business, uh, the broader business, but I think from my perspective and the teams that I work with, we look at 2021 as, you know, we're going to do business this year, regardless of the circumstance. We're going to meet our customers where they're at and help get them where they're going. And you know, for a second, we're like, do we do we forecast around what is going on in the world, or do we forecast knowing that we are a business that is going to meet the customer no matter what is going on? And um, so we decided to do that, and you know, put our growth targets right back up where they would have been regardless of the current situation. Interesting. You could call that customer focused forecasting. Yes. Got yeah. a um, CFF. I think. Oh, I was just going to say, I think that that is uh, a huge focus this year, along with, you know, um, customer retention and our renewal base is also a huge focus this year, um, especially with our new products. Uh, so we have uh, the Adobe Experience platform that is a huge part of our business right now. And um, a lot of that is not, you know, what can we sell this year? The whole foundation of the Adobe Experience platform is where are we going to be in four years, in 10 years? And it's a, it's a huge focus for the business. Got it. Makes total sense. The, um, so we've, we've, we've covered the, the rep relationship. We've covered the forecasting part. The, the other part I wanted to ask about is the productivity of the sales reps. Could you share, if possible, something that you've done at Adobe that 
has had a positive impact on on rep productivity? Probably our most positive effect on rep productivity is our focus on um, you know pipeline creation, and my team specifically spends a lot of time. Um, I mean, we do our analysis on our end, but I think the key to pipeline creation is repetition. And also, I mean, I'm never going to tell my teams exactly what I'm measuring when I'm looking at pipeline creation because that's not the goal. And you can create pipeline many, many different ways. It's just bringing it to to mind all the time. And I would say that that is something that helps us on a consistent basis. You know, we do it on biweekly intervals and in different ways. So it's almost like you never know. You can't expect the same thing from us every couple of weeks. We're going to be hitting you with a new thing like, oh, have you tried this for pipeline creation? Have you tried that? And then, you know, with my leaders, I'm discussing the actual uh, trends that we're seeing. But I think that um, being able to come at our reps with many different resources for pipeline creation on a repetitive basis definitely helps drive the business forward. Sure. So they don't necessarily have to spend any time thinking about new things they could do to boost pipeline because you're constantly feeding them with ideas and options to do that. I mean, we are, but the goal is to make them think like, you know, do I, am I using this one from two weeks ago or here's this new one? And the goal is to have a plethora of options and to be able to think about what works best for your business because it's something that works for, you know, strategic um, high-tech verticals doesn't work the same thing in an install-based area of the business. Right. Sure. What are you seeing any trends in the world of sales operations uh, that you think are going to be more important uh, throughout 2021? Personally, I think that, you know, people based forecasting and relationship based forecasting is going to um, become more of a trend. And what I mean by relationship-based, I don't mean like people-to-people relationships, but I think understanding the relationship of product to uh, industry is going to become even more important. I think that a lot of times we just look at, you know, Adobe as a whole and the numbers as a whole, but it really comes into play to think about, um, for example, you have certain products that you want to sell into healthcare, but we have a huge product stack and some of them aren't necessarily um, easily HIPAA compliant. We have to make, we have to adjust and we will adjust because like I said, we are a company that is focused on meeting our customers to get them where they want to go. But it takes, you have to be, you have to take that into consideration when you're looking at your forecasting. You're like, yeah, we have this big deal that we're trying to do with, you know, X company in healthcare, but we're at stage four and we're about to close the quarter. That's not going to, that's not going to be a this quarter thing. It's going to come in, you know, we're going to, but it's, it's realizing the relationship between our products and our customers and having a realistic view of what's going to come in and what's not. So then we know, okay, this is going to be a next quarter thing. What can we do over here? to bring something in to meet our numbers, meet and exceed our numbers this quarter, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing I, that I'm hearing from you, Samantha, over multiple of these questions, is the, the repetition of the customer-focused thing, which I, I think uh, it, it 
it shines very well on Adobe. I think that that this is what you guys believe, and this is what you 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 are saying in these the answer to these questions. And I think that's crucially important for any business, right? Is to understand the customer and do the thing that's right for them. Um, would, would you agree with that statement? Yes, I, I would definitely agree. You know, I mean, in in any industry, but especially in tech and in the evolving world and culture that we're all in, you know, it's important to recognize that we're all in this together, <laughs> and it's not just a business. Like this is this is our lives. This is the future uh, for everyone. It's tech. Awesome. Now, the final and most important question. Who in the world of sales ops would you most like to take for lunch? Um, there is actually two women. Um, so Christine Mackey and Robin Kuhn. So Christine Mackey is at Lean Data and Robin Kuhn is at uh, UserZoom. So they, I mean, they've produced several different articles that I just love. Um, but something that really stuck with me, they were at a women in sales conference in, I think it was 2017. And I actually, I have one of their quotes. So they had three parts of sales operations, but their second part was leveraging empathy to be, build a team of sales ops champions. And I think that that is extremely important to me. And it's, it's that level of empathy. And I think I've said this the entire time, it's uh, all about relationships, but you know, it, it is where data and relationships meet to drive business. You know, you can't just have relationships and you can't just have data. And a key part of that is empathy. So based on everything that they've written, I would love to take them to lunch because I think that they could expand my mindset on that even further. For sure. I actually think that's the best way to close the episode is with <sighs> with this new definition of sales off the week that Samantha has shared with the world now, which is the intersection <laughs> of people and data to drive the business forward. I got that right, didn't I? Yes, you did. Exactly. Amazing. So, so that's how we're going to close. Samantha, thank you so much for coming on, sharing about Adobe, sharing the, the Adobe ethos, and also sharing this, this new way of looking at sales ops. I think it's been a fantastic episode. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified Podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com. 